Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sincula, and today we have a special guest, Susie Libertor, who is a marketing expert, friend, business associate, and person I have been in many conferences with as of late. Welcome to the show, Susie. Welcome. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. So first, before we start digging in, let's talk a little bit about who you are. Tell me your background, experience. How did you get into this crazy online space? All the things. Um, yeah, so it could be a long story. So I've always had like an artistic side um, to my life. I've been a dancer, was into photography, was always into art, all those fun things as a young child. And for many times I grew up and my brothers were both engineers. They had the smart brains. My dad's an engineer. So I could never really pass science, math, all that stuff. I was not that kind of person with the brains. And for so long, I felt like I was kind of just there and people doubted that artistic side and creativity. And so um, it came time to go to college and I was taking basic courses and whatnot. And then eventually what had happened is, is I had to decide what I wanted to do. And I still didn't really know because, you know, everybody's doubting you saying, oh, you're never going to make it. You're a starving artist. Blah, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, not everybody, but enough people. And I was like, huh, I should be a preschool teacher. Oh, and I realized, no, it was totally not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, holy cow. I realized that once I saw the curriculum, I was like, this is not for me. I have to take more foreign language, science, math. So we did a career test and found out that graphic design was a thing. And I was like excited by it, started taking classes, really diving in and getting into the nits and grits of it all. And I loved it. And um, eventually I got my bachelor's in fine arts. And what had happened is I worked at a startup agency right out of college, and I saw a lot of the ins and the outs, a lot of the hiccups, all that fun stuff. But I've learned that I loved the energy and the creativity. You know, we were always working with different clients, always working with different team members. We weren't ever doing one thing all the time. Right. And um, I loved that component. And so I managed a team. I managed clients. I was doing design work, all that fun stuff. I loved every second of it. Um, eventually it did end up like closing and going downhill because ownership happens like that. Yeah. And I was in Tennessee at that time. And then I moved to Ohio cause I just had my son and I wanted to be closer to family cause we're, mm -hmm. I'm from Rochester, New York. And what had happened is I started working in corporate and yeah. corporate was just horrible for me because there wasn't that creativity. There wasn't that energy, yeah. wasn't that excitement. Right. And 
I worked there for probably six to nine months and realized, you know, I've always had in my back of my mind, I wanted to do my own business. And I always, and I was freelancing on the side and Mm. there was a lot of life changes that happened. My son got diagnosed with autism, asthma. I had mono. I went through divorce, like all this fun stuff. Oh my gosh. Life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, this is my time. I'm doing this. I'm doing me. And I, you know, like I said, I was always freelancing on the side, but I never really knew how to make it a business. And I was doing cheap VA work, all of these things. And I realized, you know, I was worth more. I had a degree. I had experience. I had all of this. Yeah. And I I, I knew what I liked. So eventually I started to do the full creative agency. Mm. Just, Just recently, we really niched down into franchise marketing to really target those franchises. We work with them now, but we saw the missed opportunities for that. So we really kind of niched down into that industry because that's where it's, taken yeah. me. I, I can see I, in the corporate industry, I've seen it all. So yeah. that's all of it in a nutshell. Well, I think there's so many things that we could talk about with, with that in general, right. Of being a creative person and not being able to really find your space, right. Or being able to find your passion and your purpose. And what I find with a lot of people that I work with in my agency and otherwise is that, Creativity takes so many different forms, right? It, it looks different to so many different people and yours is more in the graphic design side of things and that part of it. So when you think about like how that came to be or how you figured out, like you said you did something in school, like you took a test in school that showed you like graphic design was your thing. And then what did you do? Like go, did you take more classes in graphic design or did you just, are you self-taught or a little bit of both? Well, so, and it's funny, it's very different, right? Like in college, it was totally different. We didn't have, we couldn't do much stuff on the computers at the time. Yeah. We always had to do things manually and in different ways before we could even go to the computer and do things. And it was very different, like learning the basics of the fundamentals and how to use fonts, text, squares, shapes, like how to really create patterns. So there was so many pieces to it. And um, I mean, even photography, we were in the dark room and, you know, had all of that stuff, even though it was still like on the verge of digital marketing, we really dove into that. I mean, I remember taking a website class and we literally had a hand code and by hand code, like we, we couldn't use WordPress. We couldn't do anything like that. (laughs) We had to code it. And the funny part is, is we had to make it mobile responsive by coding it as well. So um, it, even though it was out and kind of blooming at that time, we had to do all of those things. And so mm-hmm. once I went off on my own, it was, it was, it was really different because yes, a lot of it is self-taught. A lot of it has changed since then. They teach you the fundamentals, but they don't teach you like the social media stuff. They didn't teach, you know, a website necessarily like how to make everything work and flow. Like, yeah, you can code it and stuff, but what's beyond that? Do we have to set up the hosting? Do we have to do all these other pieces? Yeah. How do we launch it? You know, all of the fundamentals was there, but it was beyond that. And and yeah. you, know, you get the basics in college, but when you go out in the world, it doesn't matter. You, everything's always changing and evolving. So right. a lot of it has to be self-taught to some extent. Right, right. So you started working with an agency um, before you went into corporate, and now you obviously have your own agency that you run. Yes. What are some things that you, from a, like a graphic design perspective, maybe we'll stay there for just a second, but like with a graphic design perspective, what like for business owners that maybe struggle with design or struggle with branding or struggle with any of that kind of stuff, what are some things that you've seen um, 
that, well, or maybe I should ask it differently. Like, what is it that everybody should have from a graphic design perspective, from branding perspective? Yeah. Like what, what makes a good brand? What, what makes something stand out versus all the other brands that are out there? Like, what are some things that you've seen both, you know, before and now that you've really got a, a, your own agency, you can see line of sight to lots of different things. What, what is the kind of standout stuff that you're, you're seeing or helping people with? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is always brand clarity or brand consistency, right? I mean, I always tell people, you know, we shop and go to the same stores, we do the same stuff because of that brand and we've invested in that brand, right? So, you know, if you go and buy a coach post, if you go and buy a coach purse, you're going to expect the same experience, but you have all the same branding and consistency and messaging all the time, right? So there's so much more to just the visuals. However, if you needed to start with the design end of things, it's about defining your look, your personality, your style, your audience, your colors, your fonts, your patterns. Um, and I mean, you know, you have to kind of start from the beginning with, you know, only using two basic fonts, maybe three. Mm-hmm. And you know, three to five colors, one being a main and then different kind of colors to accent that, like little tips and tricks like that, just to kind of get that consistency created. And of course, you can um, use those colors and fonts in so many, so many different ways. So I think that's kind of like a huge point to kind of get started. Yeah. Yeah. And do you see like, what are some disasters that you've seen or what are some things that you've seen where you go, oh my gosh, this person was like, missed the mark completely. And here's why, or here's some things that, you know, never do this. If you're doing branding, what are, what are some, some maybe don't name them, but what are some disasters of things that you've seen not work really well for people? Yeah. I mean, it goes back to the consistency, right? So if there's like a post that's not even on point or it's a cat and you're talking about a spot, like having, if it doesn't relate to it, it's, it's not always good. It's a disaster, right? If your website is from 1920s, I mean, believe it or not, there's still websites that are not mobile friendly. And you know, this, you know, like you go there and you're like, Oh my God, I can't even function on this. I can't click, you know, little, little things like that. Like it's a disaster for everybody. So you know, those are just a few things. And then another one is like, if your colors are way too bold and your fonts are hard to read, right? Like Hmm. that's a disaster and a half. If you can't read it, it's not going to convert well. Right. I think some people think that if they do really bold colors or they do really bold, uh, swirly fonts that it actually it's supposed to do the opposite they think that somehow well mine's gonna stand out or I love this font you know like I personally love this font well I have a font and I have several fonts that I personally love but I know that they don't like work really well or they're very hard to read so I think sometimes people brand themselves based on what they personally like or what they personally see not necessarily what they need their audience to see or to know right right so if you're just getting started or if you're thinking about branding yourself or changing your branding like what are some tips that people could use do you have like resources that people can go to or places that people like how do you start with a with somebody that you're working with for the first time do you ask them a series of questions do you say hey go to this website and figure out what your colors are or how how do you even like get started with branding because I have a very unique brand digital dawn is a little bit unique in that color palette and it was a color palette before and now it's a color palette now because it kind of matches but like how do you just 
oh, I like purple. So I just choose purple or, you know, how do, how do you think about it like that? And how do you get started? Yeah. So talking about colors specifically, colors have different feelings, right? So the yellow and the orange color is like energy, green is wealth, et cetera. Like there's a whole big kind of way to analyze and look into it. It's not always about the person that's creating it. It's about the audience and how we need to portray it. So before anybody even gets really started, if they get on my email list, they get a freebie with um, tips about the colors, tips about fonts, like some basic Mm -hmm. um, branding stuff. I also have a blog and a podcast where I can direct people to that as well. But when they're really starting to invest and say, I really need help, it's, it's a consultation of just kind of figuring out what their brand is, where they see it going and how, who their audience is. And then of course it's a questionnaire. Like, yes, I like this. Who's my competitors? Like identifying all these little pieces mm. to a brand in, and I mean, talking about the colors, the fonts, everything, and how, how you want your brand to be. What do you plan on doing with this brand? Is it going to be on a website? Is it going to be, do we need it for print, etc.? Like there's so many components to think about. Yeah. Well, we'll drop all of um, Susie's links in our show notes so that you guys can go get the references that she just talked about. But I think it's important for so many people in the e-com space, it's extremely important. It's important in any brand. But I think from e-com perspective, too, a lot of times people think that, um, you know, they can just sort of pick up what somebody else is doing and make it right. their own or they can mimic a brand that they love. And I'm all about like, you know, don't reinvent the wheel, find out what, you know, your competitors or people who have gone before you are doing and, and mimic or, you know, kind of emulate yourself to be towards what they are, you know, you're aspiring to be. But a lot of times um, that doesn't always fit. Right. And it doesn't always make sense. Colors, fonts, what mm -hmm. other people are doing, things like that. So I think understanding your audience is so, so important and making sure that people really understand who you're selling to and who that brand yeah. persona is really for and stuff like that. So those are all great tips. So let me ask you, you have made a pretty big shift now in your business to really focusing on, um, people who are in the franchise space. And I know we have business owners that are in the franchise space that listen to us um, as well. So tell me a little bit about why you made that shift into franchises, kind of what your vision and, and sort of purpose of working with them is, because I think this is such an important conversation that not a lot of people are having when it comes to franchising. Right. Absolutely. So it actually kind of happened during the pandemic. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good and bad that came out of the pandemic, but during the pandemic, business actually got kind of busy for me because of the fact that people needed to be get, getting seen more. They needed all this stuff. And there were a few franchise owners that came to me and, you know, they said, I have corporate doing marketing, but it's just not working for us. Like we're just not converting. Um, our social media is just not there. We need something to really help because we have a huge local presence in this company. For example, they've been in business for 20 years now. They're locally owned and operated, but they were just missing out on the local presence the, the Corporate was just posting stuff, but it was generic and it wasn't yeah. really showcasing it. And so we took them on at, during the pandemic and really kind of created and curated something to be more local, right? So now they give back. Mm. We talk about the charities. We talk about how they can get 10% off when they bring in um, coats or toys for tots, whatever. They always are giving mm -hmm. back. Um, and really talking about their core values and talking about their mission and bringing out their personality and then utilizing that into email campaigns and blog posts and all these other platforms that 
the corporate company wasn't doing. And so many times people think just because they're a franchise owner, they think, oh, I have to stay within corporate or it's compliant, et cetera. And that's not the case. There are so many ways around it and people just don't see that. And a lot of times when I was um, on Facebook groups during the pandemic, they said, you know, we want to support locally owned businesses, but not the big names. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. Like the big names are still locally owned and operated. The owners are still mm-hmm. going to the same church. We're all neighbors. And so that's kind of where it came to light. Like I want people to understand that franchise owners are still business owners in our community. They're still right. locally owned and operated and people bypass that so much. So that's part of our mission is to kind of create that and really develop that um, mission yeah. for us. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, a lot of times we don't think about, and I'll just use like McDonald's for the example of like, well, it's McDonald's or whatever. But a lot of those McDonald's, I know in our town, where I live is a small town, it's locally owned. Like somebody owns a franchise and the Taco Bell and all those places too. I mean, they are all local. You think about other bigger, you know, names of not, let's say not food, but other companies that are out there doing things may have the franchise name behind it, but it's your neighbor, Tom, down the street who owns the business, who is an entrepreneur struggling (laughs) just like you, who's having to pay royalties and dues or taxes or whatever else on this name. And they have an extra level of, you know, complexity to their business as well. I think sometimes too, my parents owned a franchise uh, for a while. I think I shared this with you and it was really hard for them when it came to the marketing piece of things because they didn't really know at the time. And I wasn't doing this at the time that they owned it, but they didn't really know, you know, what they could do, what they couldn't do, some of those pieces to it. So you really help business owners in that franchise space now from kind of start to finish. Is that right? So you help them with all of the things, all of their marketing, including emails and blogs and social and websites and all that kind of stuff. What, what, what do you find is like the biggest challenge for these guys, just the messaging or is it all of it kind of? Yeah. It's, it's, I don't, I wouldn't say it's just the messaging. I would say it's probably all of it, right? Like, you know, how do we utilize our, our messaging onto everything? How do we show Mm. up and show up over our competitors, right? Maybe there are other franchises. How do we show up and really um, get seen and get visible and get lead generation in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's an amazing, amazing topic. Um, and I think it's amazing cause to work. It's near and dear to my heart, you know, the, the franchise side of things. And I think that your agency will do so much good in the world by, by helping people do that. So as we kind of wrap up, are there any last minute tips or pieces of advice that you would give people as they think about their branding and their online presence? Like what are some things that businesses should be thinking about or your secrets that you tell? your clients specifically, you should be doing this one thing or stuff like that. Anything you can share? I mean, there's so much, right? So I think like the personality is the biggest thing, right? Your personality should be showing visually and verbally, and it should be the same across all platforms. That's really the biggest thing. And that's why a lot of these franchises are coming to us is because they're lacking in that field. They Mm. don't, they don't stand out from being different from this franchise that's down the street. So how do you do that so that it can convert better? That's the biggest thing, you know, just really telling your story over and over and over again and changing it up each time so that people get excited and they have that awareness. 
Right. I think that is a great call out is just making sure that you're consistent in your messaging, that people understand that you are making it exciting, that you are, you know, lighting a fire a little bit under something that may not be seen as super exciting, (laughs) that you're showing a way to make it exciting. You're giving back, you're doing different things, you're, you're providing insights and that you're being consistent and clear in your messaging across all platforms. So That's great. Well, thank you so much, Susie, for joining us today. This has been an amazing conversation. We will drop all of Susie's links so that you can go check her out. But if people want to follow you, Susie, on social media, why don't you tell us where they can find you and your website? The website is visions2images.com, and they can find me. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. You can just search Susie Libertor, um, and those are probably the two biggest ways. That's amazing. Well, you guys, there's a lot of resources Susie has to offer, and we could go on for hours and hours and hours about all the different things that we want to talk about. But go search her out if you are a franchise owner or a business owner who's looking for insights on branding or how-tos. Go check out Susie, connect with her on LinkedIn, and um, thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.